the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, and it's time for another training camp battle. True. Because Alex Mack is gone. Jake Brendel apparently is in, or is he? Because there's a lot of competition coming his way. Uh, there's a bunch of competition coming his way, and he's at least in. We we know he's involved. The question is, is in is he in the lead? Doing doing a lot of things within here, and you can help us out by hitting that like and subscribe button right now. And let us know what you think in the comment section down below. Is it Jake Brendel's job to lose? Is Jake Brendel just the guy, or is the competition something he should be a little more worried about? And that's why they went and got a Donovan West as an undrafted free agent, and that's why they drafted a Nick Zakelge, is because they're not sold on Jake Brendel being the guy. And the reality is right now is he has the at least the heads up. He's a four-star guy. He's been in the system at least one year. The Kyle Shanahan redshirt program, as the TCC loves to put it, is in full effect. And uh, look, as of right now, Jake Brendel seems to be center one for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I think a lot of the players are showing confidence in him. You know, the coaching staff has showed confidence so far in the comments that they've made during the offseason. I think Brendel is right now the front runner i think there's an opportunity for one of these guys to come in there and take the spot but it's not going to be easy because i think the 49ers do feel comfortable with his understanding of the offense what is required of the center and that he's going to be able to put the other offensive linemen in the best situations so i think that is a heads up i mean some of the things that they've said about him about being a coach on the field understanding all the ins and outs those are shining moments and things and then you go back and look at his athletic profile and the guy has tremendous amount of ability to be able to get to the second level to be able to you know do all the things you want in kyle shanahan's offense as far as run blocking the questions are is he going to be able to hold up if it gets into a one-on-one situation those were things we didn't have to worry about with alex mack brendel is unproven and because brendel's unproven and like a lot of people say he's been in the league since 2016 uh, if he hasn't proven it yet how's he going to prove it I think this is an opportunity, but I wonder if one of these guys, and I think we have to keep Keaton Sutherland involved in this as well as a guy that could come in there and potentially push Jake Brendel for starting uh, reps. I think that's the most likely scenario is Keaton Sutherland because he's another Forrester guy who understands the system, understands the scheme, understand what Forrester is going to want to do at the center spot with this offensive line. Let's not forget, Ant, this is the run game coordinator as well. Yeah. He has a plan. He has an idea in mind. And maybe this is why Kyle Shanahan decided to go this route with Coach Forrester as the as the run game coordinator and not a guy like Anthony Lynn, not because he doesn't trust Lynn, but no, no, no. In fact, we have a coach who understands his O-line better and what those strengths and weaknesses are and what we need to do with this O-line in order to maybe give them help, play to their strengths, keep them away from weaknesses, or work just work on those weaknesses early in the year. That is 100% a possibility, something that you have to keep in the back of your mind, which would lead you to believe that J- Brendel isn't necessarily running away with his job right now, but isn't completely in an open competition with, at the very least, Keaton Sutherland, which is funny, and because we joked about him being unmemorable and not Kiefer Sutherland and in no way whatsoever would be on this roster after 24 hours, and maybe the reality is is that he'll be around for a long time and maybe even starting for San Francisco this year. I mean, he could. I think one thing I know about the way Forrester and Kyle Shannon handle offensive line is the best player is going to play, True. and you don't just hang around on the roster because you were drafted you know, in the fifth round or sixth round or whatever. They don't care about that. That's Colton McKivitz. Uh, he's a guy who just got cut last year and they moved on from him i think there's a lot of 
you know opportunity for these other players but every single one of these guys have question marks we don't have one guy that you're just looking at him and be like you know what that's the guy it's, it's a different situation than we have at guard with daniel brunskill where brunskill is a guy that we've seen do it already True. we haven't seen any of these guys be able to do it at a high level and i think that's one of the biggest question marks and things that has to be answered during training camp in the preseason is jake brendel actually as good as they're making him sound right now that is the big question and then who is actually going to be a part of this competition because we've heard the front office we've heard adam peters discuss as a multitude of guys, all the way from Donovan West, of course, who was a center at Arizona State, but also Nick Zakel, who you brought up earlier, True. and Spencer Burford mm-hmm. about guys who could potentially take snaps. I don't think Burford is very likely in this scenario. I think he's the most unlikely. Actually. He is. And if they're going to be splitting snaps between these guys, you figure Brendel's going to get first team snaps. Who's going to get second? We know Keaton Sutherland got them in minicamp and OTAs. It will be Donovan West now. Or will they finally allow Nick Zakel to take snaps? It it really does feel like Nick Zakel sh- should be the answer, should be given an opportunity and granted a chance. You would think that they would want to do that, given you know the importance of utility and having guys who can play a multitude of positions. Having a guy in in Zakelish who can play tackle, can play guard, you can have him play center. Um, he's going to thrive at the guard and then the center spots. You would imagine, in in theory, and in, in terms of what we've seen on tape from him but he's taken none. He's not even been considered going that route. So is he really a viable option? Is it Brendel and Keaton Sutherland and, uh, and to just, they're just sitting on Daniel Brunskill knowing that he can move in there as well. If they really need him to, if they really don't like the options there and they feel Brunskill at center would be a better option. than someone like Nick Sakelish competing at the guard spot with, you know, potentially a, a more or a skill or McKivitz or something along that lines. I think they do have a safety net with Daniel Brunskill. And I think they have a safety net also with uh, Treader because you have him still available True. until he's signed. You have an ultimate safety net. And I think Brunskill does afford them the opportunity to work out these other guys. When it comes to Zakel, because he's transitioning to moving on the interior, I mean, his first reps playing at guard were at the senior bowl. True. Uh, so he's a guy that improved consistently there. It is easier to play guard than to play center. So it might be seeing how he handled that transition from tackle to guard. And then if he's able to pick up that and pick up the offense, then they could go ahead and transition him to center if that's what they want to do. And maybe that's what they're going to do as training camp moves on, or maybe he's far enough along now. The one thing the guy doesn't have any question marks about is his intelligence. The mm-hmm. guy's going to pick up this offense in a, in a big way. I think he's going to be, he has that kind of mental capacity that Alex Mack had. That's one thing I really like about him. So I think he's one of those guys that could throw himself into this competition. And if that's his way to get on the field, I'm sure he'll be more than excited to go in there and, and get after it. But somebody's going to have to go in there and take it from Brendel. Right? Cause I do think they right now they have Brendel as one and then everyone else is kind of lumped there behind him. Look, I, I would agree with you on that. I think Brendel is one. Everyone else is kind of lumped behind and no one has really elevated or separated themselves. And I don't want to pass over and, and gloss over Donovan West. Donovan West could in theory come into camp and surprise everybody and, and jump and catapult and propel himself into a competition on this on this active roster. The reality is he was an undrafted free agent. The reality is 32 other teams passed on him, including San Francisco, multiple times because the reports were, and by all appearances, everyone had him pegged between a fourth and a seventh round pick. This wasn't going to be a guy that wasn't going to go undrafted. Uh, most people felt he was a fourth, fifth round guy who didn't get selected by anybody. So everyone had the same concerns. Everyone's had the same issues with Donovan West. And the Niners are the ones who snagged him up first and foremost and as an undrafted free agent and paid him a good amount of money to come be an undrafted free agent with, with some signing bonus guaranteed stuff as well. So he is going to be around this roster. The question just is, 
Is it on the active roster? Or is it on the practice squad? If he shows out and shows a, a, a especially and a, a, a development in his run blocking and the things he can do as a run blocker, then he's going to give himself a much better job. If he can get his pad level low, stay low, be consistent, get his leverage points correct, and, and execute the job in this zone run scheme with what the 49ers have done in the past, then he's in a great spot. If he can't, he's on the practice squad. Yeah, I do think there's some question marks with Donovan West. You know, And as we're going through the draft process, he was a name we heard consistently in every single stream we did, every single episode. Every mock draft. You're right. Everyone wanted to go ahead and get Donovan West. He was somebody that they definitely targeted here in San Francisco as far as fan base. Uh, we had question marks about him. You know, the, the fact that he would play tall at times, he would play narrow and allow himself to get off balance. There was also the concerns about him being able to latch onto a defender and really, you know, control them. Uh, we did find out that he's have, he had some hand issues at Arizona State, so maybe that contributed to that. So we'll give him some credit and maybe that will change. But those are still things he has to fix. And the thing is, you're not going against Pac-12 talent uh, you know, in the NFL. In fact, when you line up your first day of practice in pads, you're going to be looking at Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw with the, the, the fact that you have all pro Fred standing right there in front of you, barking at you and trying to get a, a situation where he can come after the quarterback with a blitz. This is not a great situation for a young Donovan West. I think the best situation for him would be for him to develop, end up on the practice squad, and the Niners develop him for future success, maybe 2023, 2024. I think that is what the 49ers hope to do with him. But I think he's going to have a chance, just like everyone else, to come in there and compete. And what's the worst thing that happens? He goes in there, shows out, and ends up beating up beating out Brendel. I don't think that's bad for anyone. No, in fact, it would be a great thing for everybody uh, because it would show the 49ers' ability to recognize and spot undrafted free agent talent Agreed. to get that undrafted free agent talent into San Francisco, harness and focus on the strengths of said player, find ways to put a plan in place to address the weaknesses, and then execute that plan. It would almost be like we pay all of our coaches good amounts of money to do their job, and then they do it well. Wow, I would be absolutely stunned if that were to happen. Psych, just kidding. I would not be stunned at all. And San Francisco has done this consistently, and you know what? That would be... The most surprising thing, but it wouldn't be a bad thing for San Francisco, but the, the better situation for Donovan West in terms of d player development, developing as a player, getting yourself right. Number one, if he had a hand issue at Arizona State, there's no way to there's no way you can guarantee that hand issue is not currently persisting. So figuring out what that is, letting your medical doctors, your medical team get to work, put together a rehab plan in place, or surgery maybe, who knows? Yeah, he did surgery. So he did yeah. the surgery. So making sure that, that everything post-surgery then goes the way it's supposed to. Your rehab, your strengthening, um, just being able to withstand the, the beating of that, that would explain why he would he would drop easily. It easily would explain why he dropped in drafts. Maybe teams were concerned about it. You get him in here, you pay him money, you guarantee him something, and now you give him time to get healthy, develop, learn, and focus on those weaknesses, the positive thing going forward. Now... That being said, and that out of the way, the competition for Brendel, what will it actually look like? How will they split these snaps up? What are you expecting to see? Are you expecting to see a Jake Brendel boatload of work early with this first team, or do you expect them to split these things up early in training camp and give everyone an equal share? I think Brendel's going to get the first team snaps. Yep. I think they're going to go in there and want to get some camaraderie with him and Trey Lance. Now, they worked together last year True. already, so they're going to have some you know, some ability to be able to handle already what each other does. Uh, Brendel making the calls, Trey Lance knowing exactly how the snaps come. Uh, that can always be a little bit of a transition from quarterback to center. That relationship is very important. The fact that they had something going last year definitely is what puts Brendel out there as a starter. And I think he's going to get the most reps. And then what's going to be the question is how they handle two reps. 
You know, I think at first it'll be Keaton Sutherland. I think Donovan West will get threes. And then let's see what happens with Zakel. If Zakel ends up starting to get some of those snaps, he can take away from Donovan West. He could eventually take away from Keaton Sutherland. But that's when the competition starts, is when they get out there and they actually start doing this stuff live. And we've seen it, you know, live and in action, people getting moved around along the offensive line. It was one moment Colton McKivitz is the the backup right tackle. The next thing you know, he's a left guard. And that's just the way things happen at training camp. So there could be a lot of movement here. Right now, we have to keep Nick Zakel as at least a a possibility. Um, but right now, until we see him take any reps, it doesn't look like a distinct possibility. Right now, you have to think Keaton Sutherland, Donovan West are the most likely to ch- uh, to go ahead and challenge Jake Brindle. Agreed. And I'm going to give Keaton Sutherland an even more more of an advantage over a guy like Donovan West just because he's played for Forrester before. So he has an understanding of the system, expectations, rules, responsibilities, how to go out and execute, uh, be a part of a, a, a roster, make a practice squad. He's got it. He's got it under his belt. He understands what it's going to take. Donovan West is still learning those things. That being said, I don't expect Donovan West just to do nothing and sit there helplessly and helplessly, hopelessly and helplessly just being like, well, I guess I'm just glad I made it here. No, he's got dreams. He's got aspirations. He has things he wants to do, but so does Jake Brendel. So does Colton McKibbis. So do every member of that offensive line. Daniel Brunskill, Keaton Sutherland, Nick Sakelge, all of them have aspirations. All of them have things they want to accomplish as a football player. And for Jake Brendel, this is going to be his first time to be the guy on a team leading them out into the season as a starting center. Yeah, Jake Brendel could be that guy. And then one of the questions is going to be who's going to be his backup? True. Would the 49ers feel comfortable with having, if Daniel Brunskill is a starting guard, him being the backup center? Or would it be one of these other guys? And Alex, which one of these guys is probably the best fit to be the backup center for the 49ers. Daniel Brunskill. Daniel Brunskill. For me, it's Brunskill because yeah. if, if Sutherland is not elevating up over Jake Brendel, then I don't believe in any world that you have a situation where he's not, where Daniel Brunskill is not the better, the better option. If it's Jake Brendel and Keaton Sutherland, Daniel Brunskill is your best option. I would rather you keep other guys with position versatility on the O-line than Keaton Sutherland, who's going to be kind of hamstrung into that center spot because of how much depth you have at the guard spot already. Having a guy like Brunskill who could play guard and center. Nick Sakelj. Guard and center. Burford, tackle, guard. McKivitz, guard, tackle. I mean, you have so many yep. guys on the O line. Jalen Moore, tackle, guard, can do a lot of different things that it just makes more sense to keep more guys who can move around and fluctuate to different spots and allow you more opportunities to build out this O line in other ways with only two to three guys who could play the center spot than having one guy behind. Uh, Jake Brendel, excuse me, almost almost said Keaton Sutherland. Keaton Sutherland would be that guy behind Brendel. Uh, but one guy uh, behind Jake Brendel who can only do one other thing. Yeah, we're on the same page. I think so. You want to have a guy with versatility. It doesn't make a lot of sense to have a backup center, per se, when you have a Daniel Brunskill. And it might be like we've talked about before. Daniel Brunskill is your backup center in case something happens to Jake Brendel. But all the while, you're developing a Nick Zakel during the season to go ahead and be that backup court, or backup center, almost like quarterback. Wow. That would be uh, bold. Quarterback of the offensive line. But True. Uh, you could be the backup center, and you could continue to develop him knowing you have Daniel Brunskill as that safety net in case something happens. Of course, a lot of that is going on the mere fact that we're counting on Jalen Moore to be able to go in and step in at guard True. if that's asked of him. Or maybe it'll be Spencer Burford, but somebody would have to do that, and they'd have to feel comfortable with that to be able to move Brunskill over. You don't really want to weaken a couple of positions, uh, but with an injury, sometimes you have to. So I, I do think you're right. I think it's going to be a little bit harder for Keaton Sutherland and for Donovan West to make this roster if they lose out the starting center job. And I think it's going to be difficult already for them to overtake Brendel. 
You know, that's right. It is going to be a hard task, and it's a tall order for whoever is behind all of the competition behind Jake Brendel. But Cutback Crew, let us know down below in the comment section right now. Did we sway you one way or the other? Are you really digging and vibing on Donovan West now? Do you truly believe deep down in your heart of hearts that Keaton Sutherland could be the guy that ends up starting for the San Francisco 49ers at center? Or is it still Jake Brundle? Or maybe, Ant, it's none of those guys. And it's J.C. Treader, the throwaway gentleman that you brought up and mentioned that the Niners need to go after and get. Let us know what you're feeling in the comment section down below. And then while you're down there, don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already and hit that notification bell. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have that warranty on the box. You know, you have that just in case. And right now the 49ers have a couple just in cases with, of course, Daniel Brunskill. But J.C. Treader out there as well because one phone call potentially you could get in an all-pro caliber player to go ahead and take over the center position. So I think the 49ers are at least feeling comfortable right now. I think they would love for it to be Brendel, love for it to be one of these young guys. Let's see what happens. I hope in the end it comes down to Jake Brendel versus Nick Sakel. I think that's the best situation for the 49ers. That would be absolutely incredible. And if Nick Sakel elevates himself to that point, taking no center snaps in OTAs and just stepping in right away and being like, hey, I am that guy. The Niners, the future for the 49ers would be extremely bright at that point in time. But we'll see what happens. Training camp just around the corner. If you missed it not too long ago, and that broke, and you did a live stream covering that. So make sure you go over and click that. If you don't know the dates, you don't know the times, you don't know when things are going on. And it's already discussed this live, broken down. So make sure you go click that video. And until the next one, cut back crew and the faithful. Stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.